Couple, couple of icebreakers and then Mana, you can jump in as well. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. So, Kofi. What's up? What's up? Here's my first question for you. If you if you could only listen to one album on repeat for the rest of your life, what album would that be? Damn. I'm not the, that type of person that can stick to one album forever. Like you know, it really depends on the occasion. My I listen to anything, whatever. Man, I don't think I can. Oh, I think I'm gonna go with Coloring the Book. Oh, Charles the rapper, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Charles the rapper, okay. toughest, toughest time in college. Uh, this, this album, yeah, like yeah. So every single time I listen to it, man, it brings back memories. It's crazy. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Just, what, what, what three apps can you not live without? Like, let's say you have to do all the apps on your phone except these three apps. Oh. What, what would those apps be? Twitter. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, people think Twitter is just for the fun and drama and banter, but man, you learn so much. Twitter is like the platform where you find all kinds of miscellaneous content, like everything from like politics, tech, to music, to band, drama, everything you find on Twitter. So and yeah, Twitter, one, two, um, YouTube. Okay. Um, cool. It's Safari, like something you can't choose. You can't choose a web browser. <laughs> I mean... Browsers, browsers, browsers are not yeah, yeah you can't you can't go out yet. so yeah. twitter youtube and and apple music right. music I, I need i need my music man. Just stay hello and welcome to the inscripted podcast our guest today is kofi sejia he graduated from Harvey Mudd College in 2018 with a bachelor's degree in computer science and spent some time in Los Angeles. Kofi did an internship at Lyft in the Bay Area and is now a software developer at Shopify in Toronto, Canada. Kofi, welcome to the show. We're going to dive right into your cradle to now. And by that, what we mean is tell us a bit about you. Tell us a bit about your background from when you were born, how you grew up, your experiences and how they've shaped you into the man you are today. So if you have pivotal experiences from college, high school, wherever, you know, feel free to tell us right. as much or as little as you want. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, so Ghanaian, born, born and raised in, Ga- in Ghana, uh, mm-hmm. lived there for 18 years. I went to Queensland International School. Uh, oh, that was like yeah. my private school. Um, mm-hmm. Went to SOS HIC for, uh, for high school or SHS, however they call it. <laughs> two years, two years, <laughs> two years of IGCSE, two years of IV. Okay. Um, the same trajectory with the SAT, all of that. Went to university in Southern California, the Greater Los Angeles area. Uh, Harvey Mudd College. Uh, you know, studied computer science. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and while I was there, I was I got the the privilege opportunity of interning. Um, at Lyft, so I did an internship at Lyft. Right. Um, and had had an interesting experience, and I'm pretty sure at some point we'll probably like different to that so 100%. Uh, so yeah i did an internship there and you know some way somehow i found myself in canada so currently in toronto mm. uh working as a, as a software developer and um yeah software developer and i've been i've been at shopify for for um about two years yeah so i'm a software developer at shopify and i've been here for roughly two years yeah. awesome. awesome yeah so i know, I know we, we kind of spoke a bit about this before but college experience can you tell us a bit more about that yeah, college experience, man. It was so my. I think I was saying this um, before we started recording this. Um, mm-hmm. The my my college uh, offers, I think, about eight between eight and ten majors. I know it's not it is not over ten, but they're very specific and they're all STEM majors because my school is yeah. uh, it's a tech school, so it's liberal arts, but the the focus is is tech. So. Okay. Um, you still require that holistic education, um, you know, that mm-hmm. well-rounded education. Um, and so you're made to take, um, you know, humanity courses as part of like the graduation requirement. Okay. Um, right. Yeah. But like while I was there, I was majoring as a computer science student. Um, Harvey Mad is part of like a five school consortium. So there's Harvey Mad, there's um, Pomona College, there's Scripps College, mm-hmm. there's um, Claremont McKenna College, yeah. there's um, Pizza College, I think. And then Scripps was like all girls school. Okay. That was like the only school that was like one gendered. It was just gen- gendered, okay. um, and the others were co-ed. But yeah, we 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 shared resources. Like we all shared like um one library, um, and mm-hmm. we each 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 school had their own dining dining halls, and you could go eat 
you know, in whatever oh, you want yeah. it to go. So it didn't really feel like, even though I was a Harry Mad, it didn't really feel like I was a Harry Mad. And I think that was one of the, that's what made my experience uh, bearable, uh, you yeah. know, because I, I had a very tough time at Harry Mad College. And so um, during the weekends, I could always escape and go hang out with friends at Pomona College because yeah. a lot of my friends were at Pomona College. Um, a lot of my African friends were Pomona College. I yeah. made some good friends at Harry Mad for sure. They're mm-hmm. great friends, but then I also felt like I needed that, you know, that that widespread or that yeah. sort of di- diversity, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you know, just hanging out in college, you know, doing homework with my yeah, with my have my friends. That's how that's how we bonded. That's how we hung yeah. out. Just do homework, <laughs> bring <laughs> back know, memories, Charlie. All our all our socializing yeah. revolved around work, homework, so, yeah, homework, and you know, going for all these office hours and mm-hmm. homework hangouts and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I think, yeah, and I said already that my first two years I was doing track and field, so I was doing all of that, juggling that with track and field, mm-hmm. um, and at some point, you know, I was like, you know, this is like too much, because uh, I thought track and field would have helped me sort of, um, it would be like an escape, you know, so like after class yeah. and everything, I could always go, go, go um, train and everything, but after a while, it began to like drain me, so it was yeah. doing like the yeah. opposite of what it, I intended, right, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, after a while, I was like, you know, I don't think I can. It's reasonable to keep doing this. So, yeah. uh, after my second year, uh, when I saw that my GP was struggling a little bit, I was like, you know, I can do this, and I just, I just dropped it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and I just focused full time. But um, it was, it was, you know, it's an experience that taught me a lot of things. I wouldn't say it was terrible. Like it definitely shaped me to be like a, a very strong individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it 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 gives you that growth mindset as well. Right. Um, and you just grow as a person. You know, like there's there's no growth if if you're you're always comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're pushed to the limits, that's when you experience a tremendous amounts of growth. Exactly. So that's that's one thing I appreciate. Uh, but I still feel it was, it was too much. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I feel that. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So I guess um, in in your decision to go to like Harry Mudd College, um, because clearly you knew that it was a school that just did like it was focused on like STEM. So mm. did you have like a moment that you felt like okay, I because of X, Y, and Z, I really want to do something in like the STEM field. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like how it is, man. When we're applying to colleges, yeah. nobody really like. There's some schools I really wanted to go to, but I don't mm-hmm. know. Most people didn't get their first choice schools. That's man. true. Very true. They end up going to a school that was okay, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Choice. So, Habimad wasn't my top choice, but even though it was a very, very good school, mm-hmm. um, I didn't really know much about it. I just knew it was like they had a really good engineering curriculum program. Right. So right. I just like added to my list of like my common schools. You know? Yeah. But I think the school that I really, really wanted to go to was Tufts for some reason. Mm. I don't know why. Mm. So I did like early decision, but I didn't, I didn't get Tufts. And, and I was like, okay, that's fine. Let's, let's try maybe UPenn or like one of these mm. other popular schools. And then I didn't get the schools that I, I got. So out of the schools that I got, the best school that, that on that list that happened What's to have mind. Okay. Happened to have mind on paper. Yeah. Yeah. But in reality, it was, it was different. It was, it was very different. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is not an advert for Happy Mud. <laughs> I, think, you know, I, think, uh, I think I've been tweeted about it before. So <laughs> the school's PR, they they're probably not gonna be, be happy, but they probably understand why. Yeah, they yeah. Understand why. I mean, yeah. All, all all of these experiences are part of making you the person you are today. So yeah. Um, yeah. You also mentioned something that I thought was really interesting. Um, you 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 said you had the opportunity to intern at um mm-hmm. Lyft. Um, mm-hmm. which I mean that intrigues me because I'm guessing that that was like around let's say 2015 so I don't think Lyft was as big as it is now mm. right so so that was actually my that was actually my um when I was when I was going to become a senior so oh, okay. after my junior year all right, that all was right. actually my first internship because remember I said that um, I started out trying to do engineering mm-hmm. um I started out to do engineering so I only switched to computer science when I was uh, when I was a sophomore right okay right so my first um so after my first year uh, of university I actually did an attachment at VR in Ghana because um, I wanted to do an electrical engineering um, attachment at VRE. Um, and so, yeah, so when I came back, you know, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not really feeling this engineering thing. Let me, yeah. you know, computer science, computer science is like the hot day. You know, people are making money. You can yep. work from the comfort of your room, your bed, wherever you want to work. Yep. So I switched. And then that summer, I did a research with my CS professor. Okay. Okay. So I did a research with my uh, CS professor. Um, you know, she had this program called CS Teaching Tips. So basically, 
Um, I think uh, the focus was to help destigmatize um, computer science because you know when you mm. mention computer science to people, they're like, "H, like you know, yeah. H, like I don't oh know if God. I can do this." Yeah. But but yeah, but like if 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 yeah. it depends on who 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 is like your teacher, like computer science can be very simple. Like it depends on who's mm. teaching you, right? So very that was simple. one of the goals to so, like destigmatize it. So during the summer, we actually went to Texas and we had like conferences that we we're attending. Um, and we're like basically building resources, you know, creating oh, resources okay. that could help stigmatize this. So that's what that's that's what I did my first summer after like switching to computer science. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my next summer, that was that would be my final summer before I graduated. Uh, that's when I interned at Lyft. Yes, yeah. Ah, oh, cool, cool, cool. So were they were they a pretty big company by then, or were they still like a growing company, like going through growing pains and stuff like that? I think it was it was it was it wasn't a startup. Right, mm-hmm. but it also wasn't a big company. I think yeah. when I joined, Lyft had about Lyft had about thousand five hundred, fifteen hundred employees, and okay. we had okay. just about four hundred engineers. So it was still a very small company, mm-hmm. um, you know. And you know, nobody knew when they were going to go public. Yeah. So I think when I left, I think it was like two years later. That's when they went public. Also, mm-hmm. so it was, it was twenty seventeen. I think they went public in twenty nineteen. Right. Right. Yeah. And how was how was working there? Like like what what sort of things did you learn? Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like your first experience of on the job computer science is completely different from school mm. class computer science. Like mm. school, you have like a project, you are learning like okay, well we're going to learn polymorphism. Like that's what we're doing. <laughs> oh, this is abstracting. We want you to model yeah. view controller those kinds yeah. of things. Like, but when you're in the field, it's like well. It's different. Yeah, Applying very, very different. the application is, is 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 very different, and I think, I think, um, I don't think I was ready yet, um, you know, and and I think maybe if I had like entered maybe as like a as a freshman or like a some yeah. tech company or anything, um, you know, that better prepared me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but going to Lyft, yes, it was just uh, all all my knowledge was just like theory. So it was like yeah. how to write the function and everything. But then when you're doing an internship or working in this industry, a lot of the work is actually like architecture, like understanding how all yeah. the pieces connect to each other, right? Exactly. Um, less so like writing some complex algorithm, and that's yeah. what what we do in in school. Because like all these things, you can find the answer on the internet, like yeah. you know, and nobody will make you waste time trying to come up with like the most optimal solution. You know, someone at work will just like know what to, what you have to do and you know they could just um, give you like some directions to do it yeah. um, but what's most important uh, w- that I found was just being able to navigate the space as um, as, a, as a as a as a whole person like you know yeah. just just be able to like communicate with people mm-hmm. uh, be able to communicate your ideas uh, be able to you know delegate tasks as and when it's needed mm-hmm. you know um, you know just being a good team player as well yeah. as you know, yeah. as a leader when it's needed so it, it requires a lot of like other skills, you know, soft skills, Definitely. communication skills, and Definitely. not just like your knowledge. So that's that's what I learned. That's what I learned um, for when I when I was there. Yeah, that's a awesome. great point. Yeah, yeah. And so now that we're basically in the um, the career part of this conversation, mm-hmm. how was the journey from you know um, from Lyft to you know getting your full time job at mm-hmm. you know Shopify and mm-hmm. you know even moving switching countries? What was that process like for you? Yeah. So my, my story is actually very unique. I don't think anyone has like I don't know anyone has has done what, what I've done before. You know, a lot of people when they when they do internships in America, they probably end up being in America. But mm-hmm. yeah, I remember. So when I was a lift, I had a mentor. Mm-hmm. Damn, I don't know if she's gonna ever hear this. I was, <laughs> but I, I was send her the link this. after. <laughs> I was mentor. She was cool, like she, you know, my cool mentor and everything. And uh, I think like the very first two weeks when I was on the job, you know, she was very helpful, very resourceful, helping mm-hmm. this and this and this. But I think her expectation, something that wasn't communicated well with me was, man, after two weeks or something, you have to become autonomous. You have to like start mm-hmm. doing something. Uh... And I think in tech, autonomy is something that they stress. You have to yeah. become autonomous. But yeah. like, yeah. you also, it, it's it's a timeline, you know, yeah. it takes time for someone it to become fully yep. autonomous. Yep. Yes. And also because it was like my first internship ever, yeah. you know, I would have required more resources and help than, you know, maybe the, common average third year whatever intern yeah. or something so um i think um i think you know this yeah so my mentor like was very like hands-on like the first two weeks and i think after the after two weeks she just like left me to be whatever i wanted to be like you know and i was struggling i was like man like what's going on man I, yeah, you know, what's yeah. this what's that so she used to sit next to me and if i needed help you know i would like slack her 
she always had like headphones over her over her ear. So if I needed help, I had to like slack her. And you know, sometimes she would take like fifteen minutes to you know respond. You know, <laughs> twenty minutes. So I was like, I was like, this is not working. Like you know, I you're right next to me. You have headphones over your ears. You know, it, it felt very formal. And yeah. uh, I was like, uh. so she was slowing down my the the the, the rate at which I was going, the pace, mm-hmm. my my growth rate pace. Um, and so I remember I told my manager that, Hey, this is the situation. Like, you know, like, you know, I don't think I'm getting the help that I need, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, okay, okay. So what, what is it? So I basically requested for like a new lead. Mm -hmm. And I think at that time it was like midway through my, through, through my internship, Mm -hmm. you know, midway and you have like, well, I think I did a 10 week internship. So it was midway through my internship. I had like five more weeks to basically make a good impression. Yeah. Right, but I, my 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 mentor and my manager were like this. They're like very close, so uh, they're very close. So I kind of like bent bridges with her, okay. uh, and the, the remainder of my internship became very awkward. You know, we're okay. same team, but then I switched leads. Yeah. So, um, but the second half was like really good. You know, I was like, you know, the new person was like really good. I was like, I felt very comfortable when I was doing the work, but I felt like the the first half probably like just um you spoils everything, yeah. <laughs> and so. Um, when it was when it was time for getting a return offer, um, I, they couldn't even like communicate it with me. Like you know, I remember I went to my manager. I was like, okay, so what's up? Like, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. And he was like, oh yeah, we you know we can't give you, uh, we can't have, we, we don't have a decision right now. Mm-hmm. Usually, what we do is like we assess all the interns and um, we compare everyone against each other. So when you mm-hmm. go back to school, expect us to expect to hear from us. Okay. And so I was like, all right, cool, bet. Other interns, some of them knew they were coming, some knew they're not coming. You know, yeah. I think at the at the time, like you said, Lyft was kind of small, so there were only four intern, fourteen interns, wow, just fourteen right. interns, yeah. Okay. And I think yeah, out of fourteen interns, I think we're like four or so that were returning. Mm-hmm. Um. So um. So I went to school thinking that oh maybe they're gonna reach out to me and everything. Um. I think like a month goes by, I didn't hear back from them, and so I remember I had to, um, I had to like email the um the talent um. Um, the recruiter a month goes by and you know i don't hear back and at the time i wasn't really you know looking for other jobs like okay maybe i think i did good you know let me just wait that was naive yeah. of me obviously um and so um i i emailed my recruiter and she was like oh Kofi, like your manager should have told you before leaving the internship wow. i was like oh, oh. yep yeah. i was like oh that's weird uh, and so basically, yeah, so I basically told her what happened and, uh, she was like, oh yeah, so let me go, let me talk to him. So she comes back with the news, the, 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 the bad news. And I just felt like it wasn't handled very well. And the fact that he couldn't even communicate with me because they felt very awkward telling me, I don't know why. Yeah. That's, that's weird. Uh, so when that, yeah, so when that happened, it obviously left, you know, sad taste in my mouth as far as like, you know, working in the industry or even specifically yeah. working in Silicon Valley. So I remember after that experience, I, I didn't even want to even work in Silicon Valley. Um, right. and that even coupled with the fact that the city is very like interesting, you know, the homelessness crisis over there, oh, yeah. how expensive it is. Like it has this gloomy feel to it, you know, mm. um, that coupled with my experience, my personal experience, I was like, you know what, let me, I don't want to even go there. I want to be in LA, Southern California, or maybe New York, or go somewhere else. So I remember yeah. when I was applying for jobs, my senior year, um, I was focusing on jobs in, in Southern California and New York. But those places are kind of difficult because, you know, Silicon Valley is like the tech hub and all that's where all the jobs are. Um, Oh, Seattle, you know. Um, And so, yeah, I remember like I was I was doing that and, you know, all while trying to like finish some projects, my capstone projects and everything. So it was like it was a very tough time. Um, And I I was getting like a lot of rejections. I was getting a lot of rejections. And so. Um, I think last minute I was I decided to you know start applying to companies that were in Silicon Valley again. Um, I I reached out to my sister as well, who's lived in Canada for over ten years. Okay. So my sister came to University of Toronto here. So that's like a piece of the story. That's you know I'll be able to like tie everything together. So my sister went to University of Toronto, um, and so she's been in Canada for some time. And so I reached out to her and then I told her, hey, this is the situation, you know, like, you know, done some job interviews, they haven't been successful. Um, I really didn't also want to go back to Silicon Valley. So she mm-hmm. um, she had a friend who was at Shopify. Um, he's he's Ghanaian. Yeah, he's a, he's a manager right now. So she basically reached out to him um, and he just basically put put in uh, uh, an internal referral. Okay. So, so yeah, so that's how, so I, so Shopify basically like, you know, contacted me while I was in America. Um, and you know, um, you know, we started like the interview process and so while I was there, I was able to like get a job offer 
um and you know and and the good thing about canada is canada is like it's not that you know they're they're very lenient when it comes to like getting people to yeah to this country so mm-hmm. I, I was able to get my work visa while i was in america and then i wow. just like i just like you know uh when i when when i got graduated visa, i just came yeah. i came graduated i came to canada um you know came to start work here and um yeah i started off in ottawa the capital of canada so mm-hmm. um ottawa it's like four hours north uh four hour drive north of toronto um and um and yeah and, and i think two years later i decided to move to toronto yeah right, so right. that's pretty much the story yeah Cool. And also, and also, two years later, I think, and two years later, I I also got like my permanent residence. So that's like the equivalent mm. of like uh, a green card. So when people, yeah. a lot of people have like reached out to me because they've heard about my story, and I always um, tell them that look, you know, Canada is cold. Like, yeah, I'll be real with you, Canada is kind of cold. So I don't know if yeah. you can put up with the weather. Mm. Um, you know, if you're living in a place like New York or Boston. And you're thinking long term because, like, America, a lot of people have issues with like their paper, like their documents. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. Just yeah. be able to like secure a work visa. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's a hustle. You know, for a lot of people, definitely, definitely. Canada makes it very very simple. You know, uh, you come here, you work for like a year, uh, a full time mm-hmm. job for a year, and after that, you become eligible to apply for permanent residence. Um, and the next year, you get your permanent residence. Wow. So, okay. so yeah. been in Canada for two years and I already have my permanent residence. Yeah. That's 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 dope. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. yeah. Very dope, very dope. So that that's the the life story. No, that's that's a very fascinating story. Like, like, <laughs> you, said, like you rightfully said in the beginning, I don't think a lot of people have actually gone. Yeah, yeah. It's a very unique one. Very unique. It's very it's, it's very unique, and it would take and you know, and, and it's also Shopify. So I think that was one of the things that made my Shopify is a really good company too. Yeah. And I think maybe when when we come to that, we we'll also talk about Shopify. The culture is very different from the culture mm-hmm. in Silicon Valley. Interesting. Um, they, 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 yeah, they, they prioritize certain things. Um, okay. And, and I think it's also because of the absence of competition in the in oh, Canada. Okay. Mm. So it gives them the luxury to focus mm. more on happiness and culture and these things. Okay. Whereas in Silicon Valley, people are just jumping from company to company. So man, oh, like literally. and chase and chasing money. No one gives a fuck about you know culture, yeah. happiness, mm-hmm. and everything. So mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. The, the focus in Shopify as a company is, is, is like the growth mindset. You know, they okay. they they want people to grow. They want people to be feel comfortable they want to get mm-hmm. the most out of people uh, mm-hmm. and they understand that it will be like a long-term thing process yeah, right. okay and i think that belief in that long-term process is is what's pressure fight to where it is today right, i don't right. think it's a lack i think i think everything like happened for a reason. yeah definitely yeah definitely. that's solid solid um so i guess with 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 shopify when when you first got to shopify what what was like your first role in the company because yeah i don't know mm-hmm. oh sorry i was just going to add no, okay. go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I was gonna say, yo, I was a, I was a backend developer at Shopify. Okay. So I, my first, my first team was, um, um, my first team uh, was called Inventory. So, right. uh, Inventory, we just do everything Inventory. Um, so we basically, um, build tools, um, software that mm-hmm. help us, you know, uh, we help merchants manage their inventory. Right. Um, so, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Shopify, what we do, but we basically like. Um, uh, support merchants, uh, help them so, uh, support their businesses. We give mm-hmm. them all the tools and support they need. Um, and uh, for merchants that are big, uh, we, they, 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 they run their business on what we call Shopify Plus stores. Um, so right. we have, um, we support businesses like um, Kylie Jenner's um, lip gloss business, Fashion yeah. Nova, um, I think Yeezy, uh, Drake Store. Like we have a big, like we have like some big brands that, that yeah. are supported by Shopify. Mm-hmm. And for these brands, like we always assign like a merchant success manager to them. So kind of like a, a liaison, right? Mm-hmm. Um, an in-between person, someone that would act as a, as a middle person between the company and uh, and that big brand. So we yeah. have that. But yeah, I was, I was on inventory and, um, you know, I was building, you know, just building um, software that basically helps facilitate inventory management. Um, right. And just a month ago, I, I joined a different team, which is fulfillment. And fulfillment okay. is pretty much everything that happens between when someone places an order and when that um, order is is fulfilled. Right. Right. Okay. Right. So all the go is this, does this thing exist? Go deducted from this table. Um, <laughs> go set up like shipping labels and all like all yeah all of those all of that yeah. man. It's it's a big logistics problem. Like yeah. the, the the problem space is very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it involves it has so many parts like multifaceted 
from inventory to fulfillment um, to orders. There's the money team. There are so many components yeah, that yeah. make Shopify what it is. Um, yeah. and, and we're scaling. You know, we're growing. We're growing big. Uh, I think this year one of the goals is to like double in size. Um, because wow. like last year, yeah, last year people saw the need to, you know, mm. transition to online or like have yeah. online presence uh, because of the pandemic. They realized that they couldn't depend solely on brick and mortar stores, right? Yeah. Because if, yeah. a, if a pandemic happens, you have to be able to adapt. And so that's how we became relevant. And I think our growth, that, the growth that happened last year actually happened. We, we, we anticipated that happening like in five years. Mm. And, and you know right right and so the the pandemic just like you know accelerated everything it just yeah. brought the future much closer to us mm-hmm. so so we're not complaining <laughs> no no definitely, definitely not. it's a good thing we're not, yeah. we're not complaining yeah, yeah. this this is just a silly segue but one of my friends set up a shopify store he 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 gets like shirts from i think amazon and then he mm. prints some just some funny picture for like halloween yeah. he just printed some Funny picture of like skeletons on there, and then he sells it through Shopify. That's like his backend manager, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys are so. I started like a brand called Braffy. I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. that or heard about. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I think I've heard about. I started that, a yeah. brand called uh, so Braffy. Basically, I had like I started this uh, this initiative to basically tell African stories, right? And yeah. I was trying to do that through merchant merch, uh, through like uh, shirts and mm-hmm. um and just like basically apparel. And mm-hmm. um, and I, one of the reasons why I did this because I was new on Shopify and I also wanted to understand how to use Shopify. So like right. if I'm working internally, I, I also have a feel of how the of, software works. How the software right. looks, yeah. Right. That coupled with wanting to like do something because like I consider myself a Pan African, so you know anything that would that would help Mother Africa, I'm I'm mm-hmm. all I'm all I'm all in for that. So um, yeah, I started that brand and I've just been helping people like set up like Shopify stores, you know, pro bono. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and you know and I, it's something that I always encourage people to do like it's, it could be a good side hustle um, yeah. and you don't you don't have to put in so much effort I think what what Maura, your friend might be may have been doing is we call it drop shipping yeah so, yeah. yeah drop shipping you don't really have to own the, the own inventory, the inventory. Mm-hmm. right there's a third party that has the inventory all you do is like design it you you list it on your storefront mm-hmm. when someone purchases it the order comes to you mm-hmm. you confirm it it gets sent to the third party um they package it and they ship it to and the they person. ship it to the person yeah so you're just like a middle person you're just an yeah, agent yeah. and they obviously would take their um, share of the profit oh yeah 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 definitely so so going back to the culture you mentioned cult um culture um yeah shopify's culture being very unique and very focused on just like to put it in in you know in simple terms a healthy workplace right a healthy yeah. um psychologically safe work yeah what, yeah what does that actually look like in practicality you know mm, mm. compared to other silicon valley companies yeah so i think i think because of the competition competition in silicon valley a lot of a lot of a lot of companies like to preach growth mindset growth mindset but i, I think in fact it's fixed mindset that they actually want so they just want everything like all the talent and everything available right right um, a company like amazon for example is a prime example of amazon a lot of people don't stay at amazon past one year <laughs> like when you're going to Amazon, you're not going there to grow. You're going there to make money. So they kind of understand that and they pay people a lot of money, mm-hmm. um, knowing that they're going to be out in the next the next year or so. I think they yeah. have the highest turnover rate or something, you know. Right. Um, and whereas at Shopify, there are so many people that have been at company for six years. Mm-hmm. My my former lead has been at the shop at uh, the company for six years. My current lead has been at the company for five years. You're going to mm-hmm. meet so many people that have been in company for like six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and these are people that actually enjoy um, working in the, in the company. So, um, you know, besides like doing work or like having deliverables and everything, uh, mm-hmm. we, 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 we focus a lot on like team culture, you know, team mm-hmm. um, commandery, right? So yeah. we have a lot of offsite events. Um, right. You know, we know that if we're working on a project and it needs to be delivered, we, we don't, we try to overestimate the timeline. Right. Okay. Um, and we try to be very realistic with the type of um, milestones we set, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we know that we need to prioritize people's mental health, people's happiness. Um, yeah. You know, uh, we're here to work and everything, but we understand that work shouldn't take up your entire life. Right. You know, so if, if a project is meant to take like six months, we'll be like, OK, one year. That's when we hope to 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 to, to get this completed. You know, mm-hmm. so we don't, we're not forcing people. So it's not very. The pace is not crazy. Yeah, it's not very you know? fast. Yeah, yeah, it's not very fast. Work-life balance is very consistent. I think there's an yeah. app called Blind where yeah. people yeah. give like anonymous reviews. And if you mm-hmm. look at Shopify, 
people always say that you know when it comes to like happiness with like balance it's always like up there at the top right, so right. at the top yeah, yeah. That's so, great. Cool. That's great. So it, I would say it's a, it's a healthy environment, but I know the work is work, so you still have to get your, oh, your yeah. shit done. Yeah, <laughs> you get your shit done, you know. But you, people, nobody is there to chase you, you know. Yeah, you know nobody yeah. is. Nobody's gonna punish you if you don't get something done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, but they know, trust you to be able, like to be on top. They of trust you to do. Yeah. And yeah, we 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 have a process called the GSD process, get shit done process, and mm. there are so many ways you can get shit done. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many ways you can get shit done, and Parent is something that we stress a lot. Okay, Parent right. pair program is something that we stress a lot. You know, okay. um, delegating tasks. You know, yeah. um, you know, you just um, you have like so many resources that can help people hone their skills so that they become mm. better, better programmers. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's so many avenues that you know that that allow you to to grow and become the person that we feel would would help the company and yourself. Yeah, um, awesome. awesome. So so for you specifically, do you think you're gonna stay an engineer? Do you think you want to stay an engineer for like? you know indefinitely or are you trying to move to other stuff you know what i mean man we all grow right we all grow yeah, yeah. When, we grow, when we grow when we grow uh everything changes our yeah. vision yeah. you know our our perspectives yep. you know everything changes so i you know in the foreseeable future mm-hmm. um for in the foreseeable future I think I think I cause I think the the the, the trajectory for me right now is to um, so at Shopify we have like two routes right um, okay you, you you become an engineer you become a senior developer and that's like the the junction and at that point you wanna do you wanna become like you wanna go the people route right and in that route you you become a manager senior manager director mm-hmm. so on and so forth you're managing okay. people heavy uh, heavy emphasis on people skills and yeah. then the, the very technical route so after a senior developer you become a staff developer a senior staff developer mm-hmm. uh, and that's like very technical you are designing the architecture of the company and you know yeah. and all that stuff and i think for me i think people 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 the people route is what i sort of that resonates with with me more um, and so I think as far as like Shopify is concerned, uh, where I see myself, um, or the final, the final destination at Shopify, uh, for now, would, I would love to get to the manager position. Mm-hmm. So right now, the next step is obviously to come in like a senior developer. Um, and then when you become a senior developer for a while, you, you work for maybe you have to like show, um, that you, you're able to, to, uh, manage a team. Um, and, and I think the way we promote a Shopify is backwards. So you have to show that you're doing something for a while before mm-hmm. you get it. You don't yeah. get it before you, you step don't get into it the before. room. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, exactly. So if you want to become a senior developer, you have to basically be a senior developer for like eight months or a year. Then mm-hmm. they, they have enough confidence and trust in you. Yeah. And then they, they finally, they make it like, you know, official. Official. Right. So, so, uh, so in the next five years, if you ask me, I would say, um, you know, maybe the next year, hopefully become a senior developer uh, next year. Um, that's like, the, that's what I'm gauging. And then maybe in the next three years or so, become a manager. But who knows? I don't know. Like five years too is, is a long time. Yeah, so a lot, years, a lot can change. Yeah. Five years is a long time. So I could, I could also... That was five think, years yeah, ago. That's exactly right. And wow. we've grown a lot. So yeah. in five years, I could also see myself. I could go to a different company. I could have started something that, you know, that takes off and would cause me to, you know, do something yeah, else yeah, um yeah. you know ghana is always like at the back of my mind as well mm-hmm. um and and i'm always like planning like an escape in quotes you know i'm always trying to see, yeah, see what's what's yeah. feasible what's feasible yeah. to, to apply in ghana so working on some side projects and that also includes some projects for ghana as well and so mm-hmm. uh, it's also contingent on how successful those side projects are right, um in the, right. in the near future yeah awesome 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 all right um i'm gonna ask like so everyone goes to work and I guess we have, we all have like, nothing is even throughout. You all have like high moments where like you've done really well and like you've received, mm-hmm. um, mm. yeah, you've seen like congratulations and stuff like that. What what have been one of like the moments where you've actually done something like messed, like messed up something or like screwed up mm. on like a commit to a certain like repository or like deleted some information that you shouldn't have been deleted yet. Well, what, what, what are some of those stories and how, how, how has that like shaped you going forward in, in your role? We have, we have this joke that's like, that goes like, if you haven't broken something, you're not a real engineer, you know? <laughs> so that's obviously meant to make people feel comfortable when they're trying things. So when, when something bad happens, don't feel like it's the end of the world. Yeah. Um, there was an incident that happened 
shortly after I joined Shopify, it wasn't really something I did, but I was part of it. My my PR was part of it. My pull request mm-hmm. uh, was part of it. But essentially, um, something I don't even know if it's something that should be disclosed publicly. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I'm like thinking like the extent to which I should share yeah. information. Right? Yeah. But something happened, and then my pull request mm-hmm. was part, and it mm-hmm. broke it, and then the impact was severe. Uh, right. And it, it caused people to stay from like uh, I think we heard about it when we had just started working on 9 a.m. But it's mm-hmm. the incident started before then overnight. When we came to office, we were like, oh shit, like and then people were like panicking and it was just yeah. frantic, you know. And um people ended up staying staying working on it the entire the entire 85 um and even after five o'clock. And I think they resolved the issue around like 10 p.m. Wow. Right, but I was new at the time, so I didn't really, I couldn't really help like help, that and yeah. watch people like that. But my PR two was part, so I was like, e, Charlie, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. my PR was part. Like, there's no way I can understand. But my lead was telling me to, you know, it's fine, it's all good, it's cool. Yeah, like, you just know, relax. Mm-hmm. at the end of the day, there are two people that approve the PR, you know. So it's not just you. There are people that exactly. say, okay, this is good to go. So if there's any blame. It's going to be spread across, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think that was the first time that I ever experienced a panic attack. Um, that was mm. the first time ever. Yeah. I never experienced that thing before. I always thought that thing was a myth. Um, yeah. And that was the first time I experienced a panic panic attack. And yeah. you know, it was it was very it was very crazy. And so yeah. Um, and so you know, the next day I came to work, did a retro, retro and you know, a, a root course on an RCA root course mm-hmm. analysis. That, okay. You know, and uh, we, it, it was basically something careless that happened. And the main PR that caused it wasn't for me, it was for someone else who got laid off. Uh, but yeah, oh. we got laid off. But, but I was told that that's not, that wasn't the primary reason. It was kind of like the last straw for that person. Okay. You know? Oh, so, okay. Yeah. okay. So, so that was one thing, one experience that I had that made me, that, that shook me. I was like, okay, look, you have to, you know, be more careful about things that you, you ship yeah. and be more yeah, meticulous yeah. about certain things, you know? So, yeah. yeah. That's what I'll say. So, so I have a question actually with respect to like your own growth as a you know as a developer over, over the past couple of years. What kind of resources? I'm sure there's internal resources to learn different mm-hmm. things, but and there's also like YouTube. You can find good tutorials on everything. But like, what specific resources have you found which have helped you kind of take your skills to the next level, or like mm. just just that? Not so much external resources. Um, mm. I'm, I'm not even. I'm not. I'm gonna keep it a buck. Like I'm not the type of person that I'm. I'm a lazy programmer, you know. So I'm not the type of person <laughs> that will go, that will go overboard and try yeah. to, you know, hone my skill and blah 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 blah. I do yeah. ask them when it's needed. So, yeah. uh, but yeah. for starters, like I have this Ruby on Rails because my company uses Ruby on Rails. Um, that's like right. a tech framework. So I have this okay. Ruby on Rails um textbook that I I I was I've been reading like when I was okay. starting the company. Um, but a lot of the the learning has been on the fly, really. Yeah. Um, a lot of the learning has been on the fly and it's been organic. Um, mm. And I like it that way uh, uh, because I find that if you go overboard and try to learn all these things and everything, it takes away from like your personal life, you know, and everything. Because I'm already yeah. spending eight to nine hours, you know, you know, a day. A, a day, you know, using my laptop, a lot of screen time, thinking yeah. code, 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 code. If I lock, if I clock out, I want to do something else. I want my, yeah. I want to yeah. be able to context switch and have my brain sort of like, you know, refresh. Yeah, yeah, and so um, a lot of the learning that I do is actually on the job, um, and a lot of the resources that I use actually internal through conversations, through pair programming, and yeah. occasional occasional videos that I watch uh, while yeah. I'm on the job. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. That's awesome. I guess um, another question that I'd I'd ask is in like your whole journey, coming from let's say high school through college through your internship and then now working at Shopify, what 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 would you characterize as as the biggest struggle that you faced like throughout that entire period? From like when I, from Ghana to, to now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or does every stage has a biggest struggle? <laughs> I've I've done enough bad PR for 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 having <laughs> 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 uh, I'm trying to back you up for having us. I don't want to go there, but it has been the toughest one. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not even lying. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a very, the, the, the curriculum is super rigorous. Right. Um, and I always keep telling people that, have you seen the Big Bang Theory? Have mm-hmm. you seen the Big Bang Theory? Do you know Dr. Sheldon Cooper? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Just a bunch of Dr. Sheldon Cooper is. <laughs> Like, and when I say that, like, people that are extremely smart, 
yeah extremely smart a bunch of doctors showed in coopers walking around and so i really felt important imposter syndrome heavy yeah heavy yeah. imposter syndrome heavy heavy imposter syndrome yeah they did you know confidence man was in the mud for a while so i was like damn yeah. you know so i had to like work through that a lot and you know i you know as the saying goes what doesn't break you or makes you stronger yeah so yeah. so I'm, I'm alive i've survived um i'm yeah. seen so i guess i guess you know it's all good um mm-hmm. in, hindsight, yeah. in hindsight yeah yeah that's awesome that's awesome I guess just piggybacking off of like the idea of like imposter syndrome, was that something that mm-hmm. you faced as well when, cause you mentioned you, you got like your internship late. So, I mean, mm-hmm. typically some people would have had two years, three years of internship yeah. experience. And then, so was that something yeah. that you faced when you started working at Shopify? Yeah, heavy, heavy. I even gave it like a talk on it one time. Um, oh, nice. Because we had like an open house event and we're trying to like get more black people. So like mm-hmm. the black people were then, in Ottawa, attending that 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 open house, and mm-hmm. you know, we we're meant to like say something, talk to them, and I my my talk was on the imposter syndrome, and right. you know, I just talked about how you know it could be good and bad. So it's a double edged sword, just like everything else, you know, bad in the sense that obviously you're constantly you know putting yourself down, you're not believing yourself, yeah, you know, it's, you're intimidated by people around you and everything. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is that people, are, everyone actually feels that as, at one yeah. point, you know, so it's like you're not mm-hmm. the only person. Uh, yeah. So I think that's one thing that helps. Like whenever I'm I'm feeling that way, that you, I don't really, I'm not the only person feeling this. You're not the only person feels like you don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. It's just that a lot of people try to internalize their struggles a lot. People don't yeah. communicate their struggles, so you always feel like you're the only person. So a lot yeah. of people find comfort in other people sharing that. Hey, yeah. I'm also going through this. Yeah. You know? So mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm very vocal about imposter syndrome, and and also um, it can be good too because it pushes mm-hmm. you. You know, yeah. if you feel like you that's don't know true. something. You're going to try and get to know it. You're, you're not going yeah. to, you know, you're not going to feel comfortable. You're trying to gonna, you're, you're trying to push yourself to 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 know that thing, yeah. uh, regardless of, of how how long it takes you to get to learn that thing. So, uh, when people ask me about imposter syndrome, I tell them that it's not a bad thing. It's, it's it just makes sure it's balanced in the sense that yeah. it's, it's it's pushing you to do the the right things, but it's not also you know overwhelming you. Uh, yeah. You're not feeling overwhelmed okay. by 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 that by by imposter yeah. syndrome. So yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. That's that's definitely a very interesting perspective. To mm-hmm. say, to say from. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Because I feel like it really never goes away, right? Yeah. Nah. You can be. It reinvents itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you can. Yeah. Be a, you can be a senior something somewhere, Charlie, but mm-hmm. some task will just be there. And you're like, oh my mm-hmm. god, like. Yeah. As long as you're growing, right? As yeah, long as you're yeah. growing, if you're putting yourself in those environments, in those yeah. situations that forces you to that that causes you to step outside your comfort zone. Yeah. you know that makes you the novice you know yeah. you are going to yeah. feel it like my yeah. manager has told me that he also feels it from time to time when he yeah. stepped into the role of management you know yeah. so everybody feels it you just need to be able to like first recognize that it's okay it's like it's it's a feeling like it happens mm-hmm. it happens to everyone yeah. at, at different points and stages in their life yeah. and just being just having the tools um to yeah. overcome it yeah. You know, so because I, I, at, at some point you would have felt it time and time and time and time and time again. So if you, if you realize that you're not making progress in dealing dealing with it, then with it. that's something that you should ask yourself. Why am I not? You know, at some mm. point you should be able to 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 have like a routine or something yeah. to 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 tackle it whenever you're 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 going through those times. Yeah, definitely. Where you feel like you're not doing enough. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I think it's also be interesting. I think you 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 spoke about this a little bit, but I know people who, because I'm I'm currently in this situation right now. So like I'm I'm an international student working in the United States on like mm. OPT, trying to apply mm-hmm. to get STEM extension mm-hmm. and all of those things. Mm-hmm. What what is that entire process like? Like is in in its entirety for someone who's living in Canada as compared to like the US? Yeah yeah right now that a lot of companies are allowing their employees to work remote i feel like it may have changed a little bit mm-hmm. um i know i've heard that there's some people in canada that have got jobs in america but working in canada and vice versa mm-hmm. uh, but if just if the the path that i took um you know if you want if you're in america and you're looking for a job in canada you have to like find the job first yeah. Um, Canada also allows people to apply for permanent residence while they're in America, but I think, or outside of Canada, but I think you need like a second degree, like a master's degree yeah. or something oh, okay. be able to become eligible to do that because they only want to bring in the very skilled the people, trained guys, yeah. the skilled mm-hmm. workers. Yeah. Uh, but um, otherwise you'd have to like find a job here 
um, you know, find a job here, interview with them, whatever remote, they give you the offer, then you can start the work, the work permit or work visa process. I think that's how right. it is. Okay. And then when you come here um, and you work in that job for like a year, you become eligible to apply for permanent residence and that takes at most one year. So in two years, like if you're very focused in two years, like you should be able mm-hmm. to get it. Um, another route, obviously, with something that I wish SOS we did better was, I don't think SOS, like, they, I think yeah, they didn't sell Canada to us. They didn't yeah, sell yeah. Canada to us, but the yeah. the Canadian route is actually I like it. I think it's a lot better. It's it's yeah, America yeah. is too much of a struggle because if you come to invest in Canada, and um if you come to invest in Canada and you get and you graduate and you get a job, you get a PR real quick. Um and let's say you become a Canadian um yeah uh, what's it called uh, uh, a Canadian citizen um yeah. you know after graduation that could be a time of like five years. You know, so yeah. in like five years, you become you can become a Canadian citizen, or even four years, you become a Canadian citizen. And so, with, mm-hmm. when you're a Canadian citizen, you can always go back to America. You can go to America and go and work there. A lot of Canadian yeah. citizens go to America to go and work there. Oh, you know, okay. so okay. compared to the 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 routes in America, where like you, you you have to get your OPT and then you know get your yeah. green card, mm-hmm. your 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 H one B sponsorship, and then green card before you become a, a citizen. Become that, a citizen. That, yeah. that whole process can take like ten years. You yeah. know, and in Canada, it takes half the time. So if you're your long-term goal is to work in America. Um, you can still go through Canada and you, you can end up there and it's still going right, very fast. Right. Yeah. yeah. If you can only yeah. put up with the weather, of course. And yeah, obviously yeah. Canada too is not, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Canada is not as, not like New York, like Toronto is not like, Toronto is dope. I love Toronto. It's multicultural. So if you're someone that you always want to do enjoyment and you, you know, you always <laughs> want to be with people and travel here and go here and go there. I mean, yeah. we have those, we have that in Canada, but like, just know that winter is, is also brutal here. And so yeah. maybe half of the year, like a portion of the year, you have to be able to deal with it. And then when mm-hmm. it's summer, you can do a hot girl summer or, you know, hot boy <laughs> summer, whatever you want to do. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Nice. Um, yeah, I, I always like to ask this question to every guest. So um, if at this point in time, with everything that you know, if you could give your younger self, one one piece of mm. advice. Let's say yourself ten years ago. One 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 piece of advice. What what would that be? Everything's gonna be alright. <laughs> Everything's gonna be <laughs> no, yeah. but like just be adaptable, man. Just be adaptable yeah. and adopt the growth mindset. You know, yeah. just be adaptable and adopt the growth mindset. Like nobody has it easy. And so whatever, whatever situation you find yourself in, like um, just to help with anxiety and all those things, just know yeah. that like once you put in the effort, the time, and then you, you you stay positive and stay focused, and you mm-hmm. embrace the challenge, like whatever mm-hmm. challenge comes your way, um, keeping up the attitude that you can actually weather the storm, you can actually get through this. Mm-hmm. It will almost always happen. I think right. people people panic and anxiety. People get anxious about certain things because of the uncertainty. Like they don't know yeah. how things work. Will pan out and that's what makes people nervous and it actually becomes counterproductive because if you're very anxious yeah. about something like it's actually a bad thing you actually yeah. don't yeah. perform more so there are yeah. instances where like i used to like panic a lot i'll be anxious about certain things and everything so if i could tell myself something uh, 10, 10, 10 years ago i'll say like just you know whatever whatever challenge that comes your way you know just embrace it adopt mm-hmm. the growth mindset and then just try to take the needed steps to get through it yeah. You know, like you have to be very intentional about everything. You have to be, you can't That's just true. freestyle things. You can't freestyle things. Yeah. yeah. That's like fi- fix your attitude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice one. We'll just leave that one unexplained for the people who don't, don't, <laughs> don't know what is going on. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, I guess, do you have any questions for us? Yeah, I think I think this this I think I asked um, you guys, but I don't know if we we started recording. But basically, just for your listeners, like what inspired what you guys are doing? Because I think when we started, I told you I sort of love what you guys mm-hmm. are doing because you're you're providing a space for people to share that your stories and obviously inspire you know folks that are coming after yeah. them. So yeah. you know, just so your listeners could also like you know understand or know why you guys started this. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I just I'll chime in really quickly, and then Mana, you can go. But no um, problem. I think this is just one of the one of the main goals of this podcast is to, um, like Kofi was saying, to inspire those who are coming after after us. And I think mm-hmm. I'm really I'm really sort of envisioning this um scenario in which you know a listener you know somewhere across the world right listens to 
to the, to an episode with one of our guests and really gets to identify with some part of their story, with some part of their mm. their journey, and and it just kind of you know light bulb like aha moment, right? Mm-hmm. And so if somebody's going through something or maybe they're applying for their internships, they're all getting rejected, yada yada mm-hmm. yada. We've all been there, right? But sometimes it feels isolating, right? Maybe you're going mm. through some imposter syndrome. And you feel like it's only you, but hey, we've all been there. So the point is to really get people to to share their stories, and so the the listeners can can listen in and and just kind of identify with that, and you mm. know, just get the vim to keep going and to keep pushing when it gets tough, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I don't know what it is with humans, man. It's like we can't, we don't like rejections. We don't like these things. <laughs> yeah. you know, everybody, everybody wants to feel perfect, you know? Oh man. But you know, pressure pressure makes diamonds, you know. Definitely. And, and, and every success story has like every for every success story you hear about there should be a billion failures embedded in Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. Hundred percent. We could probably do a whole podcast on job job rejections and what kinds of letters. <laughs> yeah. I actually got very good at like Rick. Like I could read just the first few first few words and then I'll know exactly. So I don't have to read the whole thing. Just uh, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. The ones that, that I mean, the, the ones that cruel are the ones that wouldn't call you. Like, <laughs> send, send me an email. Why do you have to call me and reject me? Like, I don't want to hear your voice. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, one the worst ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that too shall pass. You know, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Everything has a season, and after a while, yeah, those things still pass. Yeah, hundred percent. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. So. Yes, sir. Kofi, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you for all your wisdom and your your insights, your unique oh. stories, your unique yeah. journey. And um, yeah, just stay safe, stay healthy. It's oh. been a pleasure having you, and uh, oh. we look forward to keeping oh. in touch with you. Yeah, thank. Thanks for having me. You know, just just keep doing this. You know, I, I want to hear more stories. So I want to, so I'll probably like stay tuned and listen to it. once yeah. once you guys start. You know, um, releasing your your episodes out. I'll, I'll definitely yeah. like be listening to them a lot. I want to hear other people's stories too. So yeah, uh, continue on this path. Yeah, that's it. And there you have it, folks. Thank you for tuning in to the Inscripted Podcast. Our guest today has been Kofi Sechiapia, a software developer at Shopify. Be sure to subscribe to our page wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at UnscriptedPod. That's pod spelled P-0-D. Once again, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at UnscriptedPod. That's pod spelled P-0-D. Until next time, stay cool and stay unscripted.